0: That one dude, that one dude, that one dude, that one dude for week nine of the NFL season is here. Your Saturday programming, you might be tuning in on a Sunday, whatever it is, lean your shoulder backs, crack your neck. Take your shoes off, prop them up. This is your time right now. That One Dude Week 9 is here. And if you're not familiar with this content or just me in general, my name's Sal Vetri and what we're doing here with That One Dude, we cover fantasy sports and a variety of different sports. That One Dude is trying to pinpoint at each position a guy who is at 5% or less ownership in tournaments. So this is not a cash type of a video. We're looking at GPPs here for your DFS slates. Guys that are being less talked about but still have some sort of upside. We're going to talk you through each of them and then I have a punt play for you this week as well. We're going to get into all of that today. Thank you so much for being here. Now, how you fellas, ladies, gentlemen, fellas, 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 how y'all doing today? Hopefully you're having big fun as your weekend has started off. I'm having a damn good time on my end right now. And I'm very excited because this is probably my favorite piece of content I put on YouTube outside of the live streams, of course, because I actually like that engagement that we get. We just broke a record on Thursday night. over 1,500 for a Thursday night football stream, right? One of which there is not many uh, real players going on out there from the San Francisco 49ers, if you will, uh, creative player type players. But how y'all doing? Let's get into this bad boy. Before we do, two seconds of your time right now for me. Can I get a thumbs up? And I get a big old subscriber that pops up on the YouTube channel. If you're listening on the podcast, and I saw a lot of people did this, so I appreciate you all in advance, or if you're watching on YouTube, leaving a review on the Apple Store or Stitcher, depending on your device, the Salvetry Show entered into a chance to win $50. Just leave a way for me to contact you. Those reviews really do help the podcast get seen by more people. I think we cracked the top 30 in the fantasy football charts. And that's honestly dominated the top end by like ECBS and DSPN and lot of stuff. So we can get close to those guys. If we can get close to those guys and maybe knock them off their perch up there, right? All these guys up there that have just been sitting and feasting off of their big company. Little old me and my little boat paddling myself aboard up this river. We're gonna get up there and we're gonna push them all off the cliff. They're gonna survive, they're gonna be okay, but we're gonna push them all off their number one spot. We're getting close to doing that, but in all honesty, thank you for being here. We're gonna get into this in a second after I announce the presenting sponsor of this show in Superdraft. And Superdraft loves us over here because we support them a ton. People are going over there, playing a ton, winning a ton too, which is great. And now they're becoming loyal players over there in Superdraft. And Superdraft is a ton of fun because it's a multiplier format. You don't have to worry about the salary caps over there, or really the big reason why I like it a lot, you don't have to worry about every single professional over there playing 150 liners you don't have to worry about honestly a lot of these contests full-on filling like the main contest still doesn't fill a lot of the time on super draft super draft is a place where if you want to just stop putting ten dollars and twenty dollars and thirty dollars into the millie maker to literally light it on fire and it just be something that's entertainment but actually be entertained with a chance to win we've had kevin on patreon go from a hundred dollar buy-in a couple of weeks months ago whatever it was to now over thirty thousand dollars in winnings from winning the twenty five thousand dollar sunday contest to winning another six thousand dollars last week we've had people knock down showdown slates this past showdown slate somebody won eight hundred and fifty dollars and that's just people that reach out to me. These are all people that literally sign up. They go ahead, they use the promo code Sal, S A L, they get a 50% deposit match up to $1,000 rookies, and they're literally winning right now. So be sure to check out Superdraft. Again, my name, promo code Sal, S A L, will get you a free money bonus up to $1,000 rookies, and it will come in a slow drip format. So check it out. It's all linked up down below. If you want to actually get some profits, Superdraft is going to be the best place to do so out of all the sites that I've actually seen and played, and just the community itself can speak to that probably in the comment section. So we're going to start off at the quarterback position. And if I'm going to give you advice on a quarterback, it, also means from a GPP standpoint that we're automatically going to give you advice on the team stacks, but more importantly, the game stacks here, getting as much correlation as we possibly can. So there's a lot of guys that I like this week, and most of them are pushing towards 10% ownership, or they're at least like 8% or higher. I mean, I'm talking about guys like Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, all these guys that really good game environment with Seattle and Buffalo, all these guys are going to be picking up close to double digit or more ownership. Now, a lot of the times you don't have to get cute with your quarterback, because if you are game stacking, well, then the second that you start to game stack these games on a lot of Tournaments, it's only gonna be one percent owned if you have four or five guys from the same game not even one percent right so for a lot of the times you don't have to get completely crazy with your quarterbacks because you just naturally will be different in your lineups from game stacking but if we're looking for a quarterback to stack around that will be less than five percent on this week or at least right now based on my projections less than five percent on again we have projections for ownership now on patreon as of this week you can check them out down below for all access to that and a lot of other tools and you know what we didn't increase no price we're not like some of these other goons in the industry we we'll are putting your price the same we're giving you added value with these ownership projections at the exact same price i appreciate all the pay- Patreons. We just crossed 500. Welcome to the team. Welcome home. Welcome to the family. If you want to join Patreon, link down below patreon.com backslash Sal underscore underscore. You're missing out if you're not over there. But the quarterback that I will be choosing today is going to be Matthew Ryan of the Atlanta Falcons. Now, Matthew Ryan does have a questionable player in terms of Calvin Ridley right now, which could be a big issue for us if we're looking for maximum upside and at least our groups are stacking options. But you still have some other players out there, like maybe the number two overall wide receiver right now, according to Pro Football Focus, the guy that so many people wanted to call dust because he hurt his hamstring and he's over the of 30. And apparently that just means that you're not good anymore. Number two, overall only behind Devonte Adams right now through this time in the season is Julio Jones, but Matt Ryan at this point. So this is where I have him right now. I have him at less than 5% ownership. I currently have him for around 4% ownership on Patreon. And of course I want to be stacking this up. This Denver defense is a fine overall defense, but it's not an elite defense in terms of what they're doing with their pressure rating. It's still going to be a decent spot. Matt Ryan's going to have a positive 26% pass blocking advantage as this Atlanta offensive line has actually been good this year. The Denver pass rush is right around average 14th overall. Their second, in the slot with Bryce Callahan is good but he's going to be no match for Julio Jones no match for Ridley if he comes in Callahan will maybe go on a little bit of Ridley if he's healthy but mainly Russell Gage in the slot and that's not that big of a deal if you're looking for the upside in a Matt Ryan stack with the Atlanta Falcons as you can see on the screen right now Matt Ryan is attempting 40 attempts per game only the rookie in Cincinnati and Joe Burrow is throwing the ball more per game he's averaging 4.6 deep attempts per game right now it's helping a ton of Julio Jones upside and also Hayden Hurst is a tight end is up there just for tight ends deep targets this season and 308 passing yards per game is number one in the NFL so you're telling me that this week, we're getting a guy who people perceive as a very difficult matchup. It is not the greatest of matchups, but I don't think it's anywhere near a matchup to run away from like a lot of people are doing. And we're literally getting the leader in passing yards at this point, And a guy who's throwing a ton going out there with his weapons right now. And Julio Jones, at least healthy Hayden Hurst for a cheaper option, Russell Gage. And then if you want to just punt Christian Blake, potentially, if that's the way that you want to build your lineups, if there's no Calvin Ridley, he's now Calvin Ridley's backup. This seems like a decent spot for Matt Ryan. Now I will admit, if I go over to my projections for pure on fantasy points, I have Matt Ryan for 20.4 fantasy points right now. I'll pull up his projection onto the screen. And what that makes him for me is like a B minus in GPPs because look, there's like six or seven other quarterbacks right now this week that they're picking up that ownership of eight to 12 to maybe even 14% that I think I can get a little bit different within those stacks. But if you're looking to stack around the lower owned option guy who has massive upside of, let's say 350 yards in multiple touchdowns, three to four touchdowns total, not going to have the rushing upside, but the overall passing volume, I think that's what you're looking at here. So what would be my groups? Well, my groups, if indeed either way, Calvin Ridley healthy or not, the groups are going to be Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, Hayden Hurst, and I would be putting. Christian Blake in those groups. If Calvin Ridley was out, I would not be pulling Olmede in there. Olmede seems to be just basically Julio's backup. That's what I'd be doing. No Todd Gurley. And the run back options here, Noah Fant and Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy coming off of a career high 10 target game has been getting open nonstop. And Drew Locke is just a terrible quarterback. If, if you want to tell me that Drew Locke is still not a terrible quarterback, I don't know what anybody's looking at. Just look at the film. I can look at the numbers and tell you that he's a terrible quarterback, but also look at the film of every single play. Almost. It seems like Jerry Judy is getting separation and there's just no ball next to him. He's not even taking those shots. He doesn't want to throw into tight windows. And Jerry Judy is. Getting this beautiful separation. Eventually, that's going to pan out for a massive game for Jerry Judy. So Jerry Judy and Noah Fan are guys that I do like in full-on game snacks. you can get one or both of them. We're going with that one dude this week, Matthew Ryan at the quarterback position. And now we slide our way in. Like and subscribe if you're still here with me. We slide our way in right now to the running back position. Where look, running backs right now are very appealing in terms of you're going to have a lot of them in this mid-range. Like we're trying to classify the show as 5% or under. There's going to be a lot of running backs in this mid-range of let's say 10 to 13 to 14% on. Because now that Kenyon Drake is ruled out and also chris carson to an extent but mainly kenny and drake being ruled out it's going to skyrocket chase Edmonds' ownership Dalvin cook is already coming in with 25 plus percent ownership and he should be based on this sleep and you're getting a very nice mid-range of guys that just aren't going as owned right now justin jackson now he doesn't meet the criteria for this show but he's going to be like maybe 12 10 percent owned there's no more tromaine pope out there justin jackson looks good guys like josh jacobs are in that range they're looking pretty decent this week but they're not going to be all that owned because guys like chase Edmonds are just a little bit more expensive than josh jacobs and there's a couple of other cheaper options that people are going to to go to, or really just pay up this week at running back. And as always try and punt tight end, or as always, you can just find some value wide receivers in that five or four K range that have upside. So dipping below the 5% ownership mark this week at running back could pay off in a major way if it actually hits for you. Now there's not a lot of options down here. There's a name that we would never maybe see down here at this price range and Ezekiel Elliott, but the matchup against Pittsburgh, the way that this offense has looked, they're going now to like their fourth quarterback of the season at this point, who might be Cooper rush and guys that really have not taken any reps in an NFL game to this point. If we go to the man Garrett, I can't even remember his last name at this point. And also you get the news that Ezekiel Elliott is dealing with some sort of hamstring injury. Maybe he'll be limited. None of this stuff looks good. Now, if Ezekiel Elliott somehow misses, Tony Pollard starts to look pretty good because an extension of the run, a very cheap running back. And I think he picks up ownership. But if we're just looking for a guy right now that we can get at 5% or less ownership, he's going to be a guy who's been featured in this program before. And he's paid off for us for a hundred plus yards and a touchdown in that game. And it'll be less than 5% owned. I currently have him at around 3% ownership mark. The running back for the Washington football team against the New York Giants coming out of a bye week, the rookie right now out of Memphis, Antonio Gibson. Now Antonio Gibson, look, he's going to be less than 5% on right before the bye week. And I have concerns about Antonio Gibson. And the reason why I'm not going to be as high and gun ho on Antonio Gibson, but I will consider putting him into now getting more exposure, maybe 5% to be double the field. Maybe I put him in a single entry or three max higher stakes lineup as well. The reason. I'm a little bit worried about Antonio Gibson. And also mind you, there's not that many options down here. You're starting to get to the options of just backup running back straight up, I'm not guys that are coming off of 20 touch games in their last performances. But the reason that I'm getting a little bit concerned about Antonio Gibson, the last time we saw him before the bye, 20 carries, 128 yards and a touchdown the running back nine that week. Week. his second top 10 finish of the season against the Dallas Cowboys, but he only ran four routes. That's it. He only ran four routes. So anytime that they were actually passing to a running back or in types of pl- running plays, he was either blocking, running, or he was off the field, and JD McKissick was running routes. In week six against another division rival, of the New York Giants, he only runs nine routes. Now, he actually sees five targets on those nine routes, four receptions, has 55 total yards. That's not going to continue to pay off for you only running nine routes. You're not going to be targeted more than 50% of the time on your routes. The maximum amount of routes we've seen him run this year was 20 back in week two. Since then, it's basically been hovering around like 10 per week, and then we saw that drop off to just four in a game script where he was actually running so if you're going to tell me that we're going to get 20 rushing attempts and that's why we're not getting routes run well i'll take those 20 touches every single day but if you're going to tell me that maybe like in week six when he played the new york giants and now is facing them again that you only get nine rushing attempts but your routes run is only going to also be at nine that opportunities more times than not is only going to lead to like two or three targets at best not the five that we saw against the new york giants now he is a rookie coming out of a bye week so maybe this is going to be good for him against the giants they'll have a negative 14 percent run blocking advantage they have the 26 run blocking unit and the giants are actually very good as of this week the third ranked run defense but they're only 27th in tackling a spot where gibson has been pretty good at avoiding tackles now in week seven because he had the week eight bye, gibson saw 53.1 of the snaps this year the third most that he's seen so far in the season and yeah mckissick seeing right around 50 percent. mckissick ended up seeing two receptions on two targets nothing for gibson in the passing game so far in the season i told you that he's very good at breaking tackles and now he faces a defense that really cannot tackle all that much he's currently ranked 10th overall and this is as a rookie with not a full-time role in this offense most of the time he's not even getting 50 percent of the snaps but he's currently ranked 10th overall with 33 evaded tackles on the year he has five yards per touch which is top 25 in the season and yards created which is going to be helpful from that evaded tackle standpoint 14th so far in the season you get five goal line carries this year which is very good to see and his counterpart right now jd mckissick is only coming in on these passing down situations not getting much work on the ground at all he does have 33 targets which is right now seventh overall if i go to antonio gibson again less than five percent on if i go to where i have him currently in my projections i have him for 13 and a half fantasy points that's a pretty good projection right now on super draft the presenting sponsor i have him for 21.6 fantasy points i like some other guys more but he looks like a better player in super draft than DraftKings actually this week. Week, but he's a top 15 running back play for me and he's nowhere near the top 15 in ownership projections right now. So Antonio Gibson will be that one dude this week at the running back position. Now we move to the wide receiver position where this normally is not the case. Also, if you're still watching, check out SuperDraft link down below. Promo code SAL gets you that 50% deposit match up to $1,000 rookies. Normally I do not have my number one projected point per dollar play. This doesn't mean my best play overall on the slate. This does not mean overall my highest projected, just number one point per dollar. Now sometimes it's the best play, sometimes it's also the highest projected, right? That's what sometimes you see a lot of the time with the way that DeVonte Adams is playing and his price still not hitting $10,000 like it probably should be at this point. But a guy out of Miami right now, he has a new quarterback, a rookie last week that we don't have much of a picture from. And it seems like it's driving down the ownership on a lot of these players on Miami because there's a lot of uncertainty. When your team scores a special team touchdown and a defensive touchdown, you don't have to threaten downfield. You only have to throw 22 of those times. 30% of the time he checked it down to a running back. Then you factor in the tight end. So over 50% of the time he threw to a running back or tight end last week in two up. So it didn't help the wide receivers all that much. They didn't have to threaten downfield. He didn't have to really push the ball downfield. The guy that I like this week, who's currently, again, my number one point per dollar play on DraftKings that is bang for your buck value, Devontae Parker, the number one wide receiver right now on the Miami Dolphins. Oh, Sal, what are you talking about, Devontae Parker? Did you not watch the game last week? Devontae Parker only had one catch for three yards or something along those lines. Okay, I get that, right? But in general, they didn't have to play that many snaps. Devontae Parker played his second fewest snaps of the entire season at 62% last year. Wasn't banged up. He just ended up not having to play as much, not having to go downfield as much. They were actually able to run the ball a good amount with two tight end sets. He ran 28 routes which is basically around his average so far in the year. So, even though the snaps go down, he's still running his routes. So, just two targets in the start with the rookie. So, his first start with Tua, two, two targets. He had a catch for three yards and ended up being a nice three yard touchdown. So, he scores 7.3 fantasy points, which is actually the second fewest that he scored on the season. And now, when you factor in the bye week, he's gone now a month since he's actually scored double digit fantasy points because of that bye week. He's gone for 6.5 fantasy points, three catches, 35 yards. And again, the before mentioned one catch last week for a touchdown and three yards, 7.3 fantasy points. But I'm fine with this because look, they didn't have to throw the ball in week eight and the bye week. In week six, he had Brian Fitzpatrick, sure, different quarterback. So he gets his eight targets. I agree that there could be a changing of the guard. It could be the Preston Williams show, depending on what two likes out there. But if we're going to get this cheap of a price point on Devante Parker, who continues to run high upside routes, who continues to perform like an elite number one wide receiver since basically the beginning of last year. And now he's only priced at $5,200 for GPPs, where he's going to be 3% owned. It's different if Devante Parker comes in 15% owned and people are on to this, right? But he's been struggling. So recency bias is saying, don't go there. Now, Drake Kirkpatrick was going to be his likely matchup, but Drake Kirkpatrick was just ruled out. Drake Kirkpatrick has been terrible on this. Season so now you're going to have to see a lot of probably Patrick Peterson this season. Well, I'm not all that worried about. I believe it's going to be a 10 to 15 percent positive matchup advantage for Devontae Parker against Patrick Peterson. And I don't think that it'll be a shadow matchup by any means. Maybe 55, 65 percent of the time. Now Devontae Parker is going to line up on the left side of the field 36 percent of the time, on the right side of the field 40 percent of the time, meaning that he actually does go into the slot a decent amount. He has a 19.2 percent target share in the season, but again, a new quarterback change is a little bit difficult to get there. So if we're just looking at in terms of contested catch rate, if Tua was to throw it up to him, number two in the NFL right now Kenny Galladay type get talent in the contested catch department 88.9% of those contested catches he's actually bringing in that's dominant that's elite right now he's averaging 4.3 receptions per game he's averaging over 52 yards per game currently and week eight again just two targets from Tua but Tua only threw 22 times and out of those 22 times 12 were to tight ends or running back seven of those times 30% were just straight up running backs last week they're gonna have to probably push the ball downfield a little bit more to keep up with Arizona this week you're only getting right now around 3% ownership on Devante Parker I don't want to stack this team right although I have two as a decent projection. I don't really want to stack this team, but if you're looking for a one-off who actually has some decent upside at $5,200, a cheap price point, I haven't projected for 15 fantasy points, makes Devonte Parker are that one due to the wide receiver position and my best point per dollar wide receiver so far in the week as of today. Next up, we move over to the tight end position. And if you're still here with me, if you want to check out all the projections that I'm referencing during this, if you want to check out some of the ownership projections and some other stuff, link down below on Patreon, a lot of other stuff as well. We currently have 19 pages of game by game notes breakdown for all the plays that you need to know about in every fantasy game for the main slate, we'll have that broken down for. For you showdown content as well for the thursday and monday night football slates as well so you can check all that out a closing thoughts podcast on sunday where a lot of people ask me sound you ever have a course or anything that tells us how to make lineups each and every week yeah basically my sunday morning podcast goes through and says these are the rules that i like to set here these are some of the rules that i think are pretty bad for gbps this week because they're going to restrict or give you way too much access of this stack or this player so whether you play one lineup in a gbp or 150 that type of show is going to help you it's about a 35 to 45 minute podcast every morning i go through my exposures i go through what's going to tweak based on injury news i go through some late swap stuff as well sometimes ownership, all this type of stuff to build the proper GPP lineups and to be thinking game theory wise. You don't want to just be scoring the most fantasy points. Obviously, if your lineup has the most points, you win all the dollar rooskies. but that's not the goal when you're building your lineup because that's just a cash game lineup, right? That's an optimal build. That's not going to help you. You have to take advantage of weaknesses in your opponent's game. And this show is kind of based around that leverage, right? Finding low ownership guys. Sometimes it's leverage off of a price point. Sometimes it's leverage off of a chalky running back like a Dalvin Cook to get yourself some maybe Minnesota stacks. I'm not saying that's the optimal way to play this week, but that's the type of stuff that we're looking for when I go over the Sunday morning show show and last week that leverage was just obvious as ever Patrick Mahomes with a 35 implied total with wind everywhere else and nobody wanted to own him in his chief stacks and bam 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 40 points out of Patrick Mahomes and every single wide receiver scores a touchdown we're feeling good about ourselves So we'll leave it at that so let's now get into the tight end position where I thought this guy was actually going to be chalky it makes sense that he's not because Darren Waller is still way too cheap he's going to pick up ownership No. Fan is coming off of some nice target games and actually a seven reception game a career high and now Noel Fan is actually getting healthier so it makes sense that he'll have some ownership as well you always got to have Travis Kelsey with ownership Hunter Henry it continues to be too cheap and although he's not producing he'll continue to have ownership but the guy currently who's a number four point per dollar play for me i thought he might come in at like 10 ownership he's currently as i have it right now coming in below 5 percent ownership and that man's name is evan ingram and if the last night's game monday night last time out against the tampa bay bucks a good pass rush is any indication of the giants offensive line maybe just maybe it broke down in the fourth quarter but for the first three and a half quarters or so that offensive line was actually giving daniel jones protection and what you ended up getting out of that was a five catcher 61 yard performance out of a man in evan ingram he also had an end around for like nine yards he finishes with 12 fantasy points the tight end seven on the week in his last two games he's had nine targets with the red zone look and 10 targets with three red zone looks last time out there so 19 targets over the last two weeks is the most out of any span he's had this season over two weeks and daniel jones actually having time to throw gives him a nice little matchup downfield as well and he's able to get open as this slot wide receiver hybrid tight end that they label him as he's played the fourth most snaps out of any tight end out of the slot with 149 and he's ran the third most routes. so he's very heavily used as a wide receiver in this offense he's number one at has 96 percent 96 percent 3% of the times that Daniel Jones is dropping back. He's actually running around when he's out there. He's not blocking at all. He's eighth in yards after the catch for the tight end position right now. He overall ranks fifth in target share of tight ends with 20.8%. So Sterling Shepard coming back, you would think knocks this down for Evan Ingram, but it's actually helping him out to this extent to this point. But the bigger thing is that the offensive line has actually been decent, especially last game against a good team. You're going to need that again against a good pass rush in Washington this week as well. But Evan Ingram right now below 5% ownership looks very good. I haven't projected for 10 fantasy points on the dot. It makes him my fourth highest point per dollar play. He's not a guy that I'm probably going to stack up. Daniel actually looks like a decent value quarterback i just question the total upside of a stack there in a game stack so he's more so a one-off option for me if you wanted to get to evan ingram he's a nice low owned piece that i think has a decent potential to have a decent game 19 targets the last two weeks sounds pretty good projected for 10 fantasy points he's our that one dude at the tight end position evan ingram and now we get to our punt of the week which is just a guy that's probably going to be like two percent on this week doesn't have a ton of upside but the whole point of this is to try and get you more salary elsewhere normally it's at the tight end position we had a couple of punts of the week last week that were just dirt cheap at wide receiver darnell mooney being the main one and he ends up going off in a workout out pretty well if he ended up playing it but now our punt of the week this week is going to be a man who maybe picks up two or three percent ownership he's the only guy now right now that I actually consider a punt play because he has some sort of decent upside in his offense and a nice matchup against buffalo it's going to be mr will disley so will disley at the tight end position we would be punting this week if you were looking to punt the position will disley i have projected for six fantasy points at just twenty seven hundred dollars so that's pretty good i mean that ties him right now for like the fifth best point per dollar play in my projections at the tight end position and if will disley gets anywhere near the usage he got in another high shootout game against arizona it's going to look very good two weeks ago against Arizona week seven, the very high shootout game that goes to overtime. He runs 34 routes. He sees two red zone targets four overall targets. He finishes with 5.8 fantasy points. And then last week in week eight, he doesn't see anywhere near as much routes, just 12, which is the third highest he's seen on the season though. And he actually goes out there and sees the second highest snap rate he's seen this year at 68%. The most he's seen since week two, he ends up seeing one target for just 2.7 fantasy points. So far this week, I haven't projected out for around an 18 to 20 routes run standpoint around three targets and around six fantasy points right now. He's a punt option. So even if he gets you zero points, we don't want that, but we've seen these cheap guys Guys, allow you to pay up at other st- spots more expensive stacks better running backs so will disley again two or three percent on he'd be the only guy i consider so far this week as a punt option not a lot of better options down there guys like albert o for denver not running a lot of routes just luck box his way into a touchdown last week with his former college quarterback uh in drew lock so thank you so much for tuning into that one dude for week nine i hope you enjoyed yourself here those are some guys that this week honestly ownership a lot of the guys in like that 10 percent range look pretty good this week but if we're looking for guys that are five percent or below to give you some very good leverage at low ownership in a spot or two or even a stack if you wanted to go with the Atlanta. Denver side I do believe we hit on some very good options for you today before you go hit the like button for me the big old subscribe button pops up I appreciate that a ton this video is a ton of fun to make and a lot of people are giving me some positive feedback so we're going to continue to do so check out the presenting sponsor of the show super draft it's literally going to be your best chance at return on investment promo code Sal sal my name will get you some deposit bonus benefits if you want to look at all the ownership projections and rankings and a lot of other stuff that I was using during this video and referencing you can get the full access to that link down below on patreon patreon.com backslash Sal underscore Vetri underscore you can find it linked down below thank you so much for tuning in everybody i will see you tomorrow on the live stream at 10 a.m east coast time set your notifications right now if you would want to on this video the subscribe button all those type of things will let you know we'll go live for about an hour and a half to finish up shop on the week nine dfs sleep thank you so much and i'll see you in the next one